0: My first time at the rodeo.
1: All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Cosmic Peach Podcast. And tonight we have on Ryan from Dangerous World, and he is going to talk to us about my most favorite subject the royals and Princess Diana. Ryan, how are you?
0: I'm doing good, Julia. This is gonna be a fun one. I uh didn't realize this is your favorite topic. The royals, it really? Is.
1: My mom was obsessed with Princess Diana.
0: Okay. Hey, she was the people's princess, man. You know, the mm-hmm. uh did, did she have the Princess Diana bear, the beanie baby?
1: So she actually had like replicas of her jewelry and like Princess Diana shirts and uh tried to have the haircut, the weird <laughs> Bull cut, I don't even know how to describe it, but yeah, she was all about it.
0: That's the Karen haircut today is the princess oh Stein right,
1: haircut. yeah, yeah.
0: Did, mm-hmm. So, so did she have the Princess Diana bear though? Because that that goes for some big money these days. The the bear. If
1: she did, it's been lost to history. But I'm yeah. she had so much Princess Diana stuff. Like after she passed away, we were kind of like, "Do you want this replica Princess Diana watch?" And my sister was like, "No, it's dude, <laughs> you know." You,
0: you guys might have fucked up a little bit there. You kept some of that stuff, man. That is We should have. Yeah, dude. Princess yeah, Diana stuff the goes The ring,
1: for her. the like what was it 30 carat sapphire whatever the the engagement ring she had like an exact replica of that too and she used to read books on princess diana of course she she would tell me it wasn't an accident that they killed her and i was like oh yeah they killed her and so as a kid you didn't believe
0: it she was a conspiracy theorist back then
1: Oh, no, I believed her. I believed her for sure. But I was like, she didn't ever expound on that. She was like, oh, but they definitely killed her. And I was like, okay, they killed her.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah, no. And then, uh, I mean, there's like replicas of Dodi Al-Fayed sunglasses that he was wearing that night and stuff. Like, it's just, it's a it's a really interesting sort of cult following that those people have. But, yeah, no, I'm excited to talk about it. I mean, we can go all kinds of different angles with this kind of, kind of stuff because you got the royals in there. You got the Merovingian bloodline. You've got some of this like New World Order sacrificial black magic stuff, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of lot of stuff to get into. So I'm down down to get into it.
1: Do you subscribe to the theory that Jesus was descendant from the Merovingian bloodline, or do you have an alternative theory?
0: Uh, so I've heard that he's part of the Pisos bloodline, which I hadn't heard of. Um, there's all kinds of theories of where the Merovingian bloodline goes, but um, the Pisos makes sense. And when I heard that bloodline being thrown around with Jesus, I, I thought of Pisces right away, you know, because Pisos, Pisces, you know, it sounds real similar. Um, no, I don't think I don't think he was part of the Merovingian bloodline. I think that that there's so you talked with Ghost about the, the Da Vinci stuff, right? And, and you were getting you were getting into the the French mystery of uh, Poussin and Mm -hmm. that whole church, right, with this weird satanic imagery throughout that. Now, this area in the south of France where Poussin was painting in this this certain, uh, you know, Shepherds of Arcadia painting, he painted a tomb that was actually in this area. And there's theories that there's either like a time machine down in there there's uh, you know, Merovingian gold. And then they go straight from thinking that there's Merovingian gold or a time sh- time machine to like proof that Jesus had a bloodline. And that, that goes back to like the Holy grail and all this stuff. And then, I mean, the Merovingian stuff is real tied in with Jesus, but I don't know if that's misdirection or if that's something that, that actually uh, has some serious validity to it. I, I really don't know, but my hunch is, is since so many people say that Jesus is a Merovingian, I would say no. I I like to zig when everyone zags, you know?
1: No, I know. And that's the only bloodline I had ever heard connected with Jesus. So it was like if you're going to trace the bloodline back, you would obviously go with the Merovingian bloodline because that's the only one anybody ever talks about. But when I heard you say, oh, he was actually could have been part of like this Piso's bloodline, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like I had never heard of that.
0: Yeah. And to be honest, I, I should do more research on it, but I heard that thrown around and I was like, okay, that makes more sense because it's not as widely talked about. Um, I'm sure that you found out. I mean, you've been on your podcast journey here for like less than a year at this point. Right. And right. you found that a lot of the shit that people talk about regularly is complete BS. Right. Mm-hmm. So looking into some of this more esoteric stuff, like the Merovingians, why would this be any different? There's like, you know, the Freemasons, Albert Pike and, and you know, all these high level Masons talk about how there are layers and layers of misdirection and misrepresentation. And a symbol will have different meanings for different levels of initiation for all these groups. I think that that's the same thing with all this stuff. You know, when people get into flat earth or people get into any of these like, you know, more stereotypical conspiracies why would there not be levels to all of these things, right? The thing with exactly. the, the yin-yang and the, the Star of David, the Seal of Solomon, there are levels to understanding of all these symbols. And again, uh, you know, not to beat a dead horse, I think the Merovingian bloodline is the same old stuff. Misdirection.
1: Do you think the royals think that they're connected to that bloodline?
0: Yeah, uh that Jesus is, or do you think that, that the royals that are, are actually so yeah, the Windsor's are supposedly connected to the Merovingians, and so is Allah, according to their shit, right? So this is why I would lean against Jesus being part of that, because you've got Allah being part of this bloodline, you've got Cleopatra, the Pacer family, Alexander the Great, Ramses the Second, uh Caesar, King James of the King James Bible, right? Um, all of these high level influential figures throughout society and and history are connected to this. I think that throwing Jesus in there would be um, me that leans towards Christianity a little bit. I think that's kind of disrespectful in a way. I think that that's like including him in this, you know, all these evil fucks throughout history. Mm. Is, Is Jesus connected to these people? I don't think so.
1: Maybe they, they like, malign it for a reason. So you feel like, oh, well, Jesus obviously descended from this Merovingian bloodline, like, and all these pieces of shit did, too. So maybe Jesus was a piece of shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do you see the, what I mean? Well, that would be some good black magical stuff. You know, I, I'm obsessed with black magic right now. I'm looking into it pretty deep. And, yeah, I mean, it, maybe that's why they say that is because of all these horrible people um, Christopher Columbus as well. Right. And Christopher Columbus is, is, is notoriously, um, man, you'll have some people on the right saying that he was a good guy. I don't know. I, I don't know. I wasn't there for any of this stuff. A lot of history seems to be bastardized, but yeah, I think for sure. Um, I think that the Windsors are part of that, but I think Jesus transcends it. I think that he, I've actually read this book called, um, the specimen, and they allege in there that Jesus was the world's first test tube baby. And this is why he had some special powers and shit like that. I don't believe that, but I like to entertain the idea, right? I mean, maybe he is alien of some sort. It's it's tough to know. But I, if you're going to put a gun to my head and ask me, I would say no, he's not. But I would say the Windsors are for sure.
1: So with the Windsor family, do you think there's a lot of like inbreeding with that and they're trying to keep their bloodline very pure
0: (laughs) I'd say that's safe to say uh, that there's a little bit of inbreeding going on there I mean even Meghan Markle is uh, freaking 14th or 16th cousin or something to Mm -hmm. uh, freaking Harry and this is by way of Robert the Bruce right old Scottish king so yeah you have some serious I mean more than allegations here when it comes to what these people are up to uh, the reason for inbreeding, other than just keeping the bloodline pure, I'm not sure. Um, they're they're definitely not good looking. Um, right. Charles had a a decent run, I guess. Right. I mean, I, I think that when there's this majesty behind the people themselves, I think that your mind tells them that they're attractive, or tells mm-hmm. tells you that you're attractive. I'm sorry. Tells you that they're attractive. It's it's very. It's like again, it goes back to this magical idea where you you know you see someone that's larger than life, you want to be around them, you want their approval, even subconsciously, yeah, I don't understand the inbreeding. Have you put much thought into that like why you yes think that- i have i so have what are your theories here with the inbreeding stuff
1: so obviously, Alister Crowley was big on it mm-hmm. and um a lot of i've I've been doing a lot of research on like families with really weird descendants that came up in the sixties and they were all part of like the counterculture movement. And they all said that in order to create a better new world structure, it would be a matter of inbreeding to create really intelligent people with strong bloodlines. Mm. And they all, they were all military families and they all subscribed to that. And they would say it all the time that it was a matter of inbreeding to keep people intelligent and with strong bloodlines. And so that's why, like, the the lead singer in The Mamas and the Papas married Susie Adams, who was a direct descendant of John Adams. And it's like they really believe that if they can keep whatever is in their bloodline strong... That they will be superior in some way, and so it always goes back to like who's better than someone else, who's more superior, mm-hmm. or who has the claim to the throne.
0: Sure, by by birthright. Yeah, have you mm-hmm. um have you looked into Aleister Crowley? Because you mentioned him. Have you looked yeah. into him being the father of Barbara Bush? Yes, so I have. That is one thing that I was kind of like barely looking into a little bit um because of the whole ritualistic component of 9-11 right where these people at the highest levels of society don't seem to be politically savvy in the way that we would consider it like we we all deal with political shit on a day-to-day basis right you do it your job i do it my job and we do hear podcasting we just talked a little bit before this about some politics that goes on Mm -hmm. with, with podcasting right so we we I feel like you would be a better president than Joe Biden with zero political experience formally, right? I think I would be a better president than Joe Biden too. And I, I, I don't think- would vote for you. Well, thank you. I don't think too highly of myself, but I think <laughs> that most people out here would be more qualified than Joe Biden would be and definitely more mm-hmm. cognitively coherent, right? Yes. But, um, I think that they tap into these people and they, and they do stick with these bloodlines because these people feel bound to what the the New World Order wants to pursue or whatever, right? I mean, if you have um Barbara Bush being the son of Alice or the uh, yeah, maybe the son, but the daughter of Alistair Crowley, um he's he's out there, he's performing these rituals, you know, teamed up with Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard and all these weirdos doing some wild shit. Well, you know, 911 being this massive ritual. Well, shit, if that's Aleister Crowley's grandson committing this stuff and he's like the high sorcerer at the top of, of the food chain when this happens, I mean, this, there, uh, there's so many connections with that. I mean, going to My Pet Goat, the book that he was reading, that yes. original book that uh, Lieber Oz was uh, called Book 77, you have Flight 77 hitting the Pentagon. Which is on the 77th meridian, and the it was 77 feet tall. You have Boaz and Yahin, uh, okay. you know, which are the twin tower. I mean, there's so much there from a ritualistic component that uh, man, it makes more sense that these politicians are actually like high wizards and high priests and priestesses of the dark arts. And and I don't even know how we got here from from like where we set off, but it is. I I I mean I think tying it back well, to like they the they
1: are American royalty in a way like we don't we wouldn't say like that we wouldn't say they're royal families but they are royal families we just pretend elect them <laughs> it's like we're yeah. electing them but we're not electing them because we still have oh. to have our royal families in the um in the white house or whatever
0: Yeah, well, and yeah, that would make a lot of sense. But I mean, you know, tying it back to how why these, you know, royals inbreed and all this stuff, I think it is to to pass down that right and to to be like, hey, you know, you're carrying the torch, you're carrying this Luciferian torch. Um, Let's let's keep this clean and let's keep the agenda rolling forward because your great grandfather, your grandfather who cared about you a lot, wanted you to be at the top here and they feel some sense of pride when they when they carry out these rituals and i think everything in our society including the death of princess diana including all these things are ritualistic in nature for sure um i mean we can get into like the merovingians and how they worship this goddess diana which is considered to be the goddess of the countryside the hunters crossroads and the moon okay now the moon is very feminine in nature um you have isis being referenced when it comes to the moon you have a lot of like uh you know water a lot of things that are feminine when when they're tied into the moon here and uh diana the goddess of the merovingians is also the protector of childbirth so another interesting aspect of that whole goddess of diana is the merovingians founded the city of paris they sound they, they they were really really involved with the entire foundation of France, which there's so many Masonic ties to that. It's um, it's it's strange to see the connections between Freemason France, the sister the the nine lodges, uh, what is it, nine sisters lodge, which Benjamin Franklin was a part of. So many m- Masonic aspects coming out of France. They also have this Pont de Alma, which is the passage of the moon. And this is where Princess Diana actually died. They sacrificed the moon goddess in the, the passage to the moon. This is not an accident, right? I mean, like, you can you can sit there and you can say that these things are all coincidental. But, I mean, it makes a lot of sense that, that um, from an occult perspective, that they would sacrifice this woman who was really rebelling big time against what yeah. the, the royals stood for. You know, I, I don't know how she even got there in the first place. Do you know I was much gonna about ask her past.
1: I was okay. going to ask you that because I watch my mom used to watch this interview all the time of Princess Diana and Charles when they first got engaged and they're sitting on a couch together and the interviewer said are you in in love are you so in love And Diana was all like, you know, glowing with big hearts in her eyes. And she was like, yes, we're so in love. I can't wait to get married. And they go over to Charles and he's like, yeah, in love, whatever that means. And he was like, so unamused, like with the whole thing, they weren't touching, they were sitting on like opposite sides of the couch. And my mom, not knowing as much as we do now, she was like, he never loved her. He never Mm -hmm. wanted to be with her. And I was like, so how did she get there?
0: yeah i mean do this is something i haven't really thought about much until right now i mean was she even a real fucking person was she i don't know i mean you know there's there's a lot of ai technology that we have available to us today and there's i mean it would make sense in the year 2022 that someone could be faked right i mean they're using movie sets for joe biden right now um how long have they been doing that though you know John Benet Ramsey. Well, There's... John
1: Benet Ramsey. Yeah.
0: Was that what and you were going to
1: so, say? Yeah, I was going to say John Benet Ramsey, and I also wonder because the kids don't look like her at all.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you talking about Harry and William and whatever, whatever? Yes.
1: Harry doesn't look like fucking anybody, and William looks like Charles.
0: Okay. Yeah. Is that the only two kids that they had? Yes. So. When when the queen dies, Charles would be in charge, right?
1: Charles will be king.
0: Okay, and then if he dies, it would go to Philip, William. It would go directly to William. It wouldn't go to Philip. Okay, huh? Because I I thought for some reason it would go to Philip, who was the Epstein Island guy, right? And this is why
1: they. Yeah, I would. I I'm not. I'm going to say I'm 80% sure it would go to William okay. because they always prepared him. Like one day you'll be King pretty much because Harry being the younger brother will never inherit the throne. If William is alive.
0: And so that's kind of why they stepped out and, and tried to become like influencers with uh, yeah. Meghan Markle. Right.
1: My yeah. mom had this whole theory that Harry was actually diana's horse jockey's son really he was i mean they look identical Hmm. identical and he's small red hair freckles the whole nine was princess diana's horse jockey and then we have harry who literally looks like he could be this fucking person's twin Wow! If you look at like like Diana's horse jockey at the same age Harry is now, you almost can't tell them apart.
0: Huh? That's interesting. That'll Isn't be kinda, it? I mean, see, this is the thing. You know, uh, we can either go down the route that she's not a real person, or maybe she was just kind of put there as like this puppet figure meant to be sacrificed, and and she meant was to be
1: sacrificed. To,
0: yeah. yeah, pull on our heartstrings and get us all attached. Uh, as Americans who don't typically support royalty. Right. But now, I mean, I, I watched, um, and, and they're almost doing this again with Meghan Markle, right. Because I saw a lot of people really obsessed with that wedding between them two. And don't get me wrong. Meghan Markle is a piece. She's very, very attractive, but, um, yeah, they're, they're drawing Americans back into this again with the same way that they were doing it with Diana. Um, I don't understand exactly why, but it could be, and I don't, to be clear, I don't think that, that Meghan Markle will be sacrificed or anything, but um, we're due for some high-level tragedy like that again, I think. There's something I think that will happen at some point. Maybe it could be with Pelosi, who is over in Taiwan right now, if she's even alive. Who the hell knows? <laughs> because I just saw a speech from her that was mind-blowingly dumb. Like, I, I, she was talking about <laughs> bird baths. And all kinds of stuff. I don't know if you happen to see that, Julia, but it I was,
1: haven't seen it yet. <laughs>
0: dude, me and Ghost, we we he's doing like this news show every week, and uh, I played this clip of this crazy bitch talking about bird baths and um, some politician that no one cares about, and like what he likes, and talking about Joe Manchin. I mean, just the stuff that this woman's saying at this point. It's like, is is this fake? I mean, are are we just all being strung along for some goofy shit right now? It sure seems like it to me, but I don't know. It, it, there's we're due for some sort of crazy sacrifice like this again. The oh, same dude uh, definitely.
1: That, because d- there's been a drought of tragedies, so obviously we're you know we're due for the next one. But you know, they did not act like this over. The Duchess of Cornwall, or whatever—what do they call her?
0: The the girl that, or the lady that that Biden farted in front of—is that who you're talking about? <laughs> no.
1: It was. Are no? you being <laughs> It's Charles's new wife.
0: Uh, well, no, that was her. She he Biden. Did she die? Did this lady pass away? No,
1: I mean when he decided he was going to marry her, it was like super quiet. All of a sudden, they didn't talk about it
0: well no because so that has is been
1: banging her for years before they finally got married
0: so that lady was though she was talking about how joe biden got in front of her and let out like a massive fart you didn't hear that no <laughs> and she was real. actually she was actually saying that she thought that he like shit his pants i can't believe you didn't hear that it was <laughs> it was mind-blowing because he did that in front of the pope too
1: he just ripped ass.
0: <laughs> I the- guess it was like a loud, audible, like borderline picking up his leg and just fucking <laughs> letting it rip. I swear to God. That's so funny that oh you had not heard that. Yeah, no. She, I guess she couldn't stop talking about it for like a week because like, you know, she's a she's a royal. No one farts in mm-hmm. front of her, you know, And this, right. and Joe Biden just gets in there, looks her right in the eye, pulls a real power move, if you ask me, and just fucking <laughs> lets it go. So, I don't know.
1: (laughs) So, obviously, she is involved with this family, though, right? Like, she's got to be descendant from someone. She's, you know, (laughs) I don't know what the fuck with her, but everybody always said, like, why would he cheat on Diana with what is her name? Camilla?
0: Yeah, Camilla, yeah.
1: Camilla, yes. Yes, It was like, what is going on here? It was like, it didn't make sense. And then, um, they just secretly got married and that's, she's the Duchess of Cornwall or whatever, but she's not princess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, he's the Duke of Wales, right? Charles.
1: I believe so.
0: Yeah. That, well, that's what I have here because that's, what's interesting too about Wales is this is where like, you know, this is where the whole, uh vlad the impaler connection comes in and all this weird Mm. crazy stuff right um but yeah no there there's definitely i don't i don't understand like the whole dynamic of her being princess back then and why she was that versus um you know obviously it's prince harry but he's the the duke of wales so it's like this double he's wearing two hats. yeah Mm -hmm. he's wearing two hats so to speak right so I don't know. Maybe it's just a different way. Maybe they didn't want to, you know, disrespect William and Harry by being like, yeah, this is your mom's <laughs> replacement or some shit. Who knows? But um, there is that interesting aspect of of how the queen is like constantly chasing like feminine energy. You know how she's for some reason obsessed with trying to feminize herself and make herself look like this all powerful female figure. Like she's almost trying to be ISIS or something. Right. Um I know you're kind of familiar with the idea of her like owning all the dolphins that right. swim in UK waters and all this weird, weird shit. Dolphins being a, a, a symbol of femininity. And then um, the swans and all this weird, weird stuff. Um, it, it reminds me a lot of, you know, I don't know if you've heard the expression, like the King's deer in, in, from the feudal times. Like you can't, if it back in the day when they were, you know, all powerful, people like you and me back then weren't able to hunt deer. If we were to shoot a deer and we were to get caught, we're stealing directly from the king because the king owned those deer. Right now. That's an interesting aspect too, because deer represent the hunter, which Diana, the goddess represents the countryside. The, The deer and the hunter have this weird relationship with the countryside where the hunter is stealing from the countryside. Right. It's this weird, weird idea and you also have like Cernunos represented with the deer, the horned god. Um, this is where Cern supposedly got its name, and and all this stuff. Um, there's a lot of occult stuff that constantly goes on with the mm-hmm. way that these people move. That it's difficult to fully understand, but it's it's fun to speculate on. And so my my theory on why you know this this idea of of this lady owning all the feminine energy in the area the the queen that is queen elizabeth versus diana owning um or or her namesake being behind uh you know fucking moon stuff and hunters and countryside mm-hmm. how is that overlapping with the old school way of of thought and and why is that kicked out is that some sort of um you know when she sacrifices is that some signifying image or or something of like the old way dying right again i I know that that's kind of confusing but like this woman being in charge of the hunters and the countryside in diana being eliminated sacrificed pretty pretty plainly from an occult perspective removing her is that a symbol of the old way dying and then then we move into this new world order type shit it's right around the same time that george bush was talking about new world order this new world order that bill clinton talking about it too i don't know what your thoughts are on that but i i find it kind of interesting
1: i do because they always have to signal the entrance of the new era with some massive tragedy and it's funny you bring that up because and by the time this episode comes out people will already have heard it but There was this actress in the 60s. Her name was Tuesday Weld. And she was in a bunch of bad movies and a lot of them with Elvis. But she is descendant from this (sighs) super ancient, ancient, ancient Druidic witch bloodline. Oh, boy. And they noticed she had abilities or whatever as a child. So they had picked her to become kind of like a Madonna, right? The high priestess, the queen, the end-all, be-all. She was going to take charge. And her mission was to lead the 60s counterculture movement and what signaled her ascension was the plane crash with buddy holly richie valens and the big bopper and Mm. that's what signaled her ascension into the counterculture movement and she was best friends with the rolling stones the Beatles, bit um what's his name david crosby from the birds the mamas and papas and she used to visit Cass Elliot from the mamas and the papas who lived right across the street from Sharon Tate.
0: Wow. Coincidence. I'm sure.
1: Oh yeah. Coincidence. But so there's always something that signals the new Ascension into whatever fuckery they have planned. So it wouldn't surprise me that they would sacrifice someone like princess Diana to bring in this new world order
0: yeah Yeah, the musicians uh, of the time were doing that, right. There was a lot of uh, tavistock sponsored musical acts. I mean, going back to the 60s even, right. Um, I know y- you were looking into that book, uh, what is it? Strange sights above the Canyon or something like that?
1: But, yeah, strange scenes from the canyon.
0: Strange scenes of the, from the canyon. Yeah, that is, uh, I haven't read that book admittedly, but I know a little bit about what they talk about in there. And it's that whole idea of this counterculture being completely contrived by the CIA, fucking a, right? And and a lot of people um, that thought that they were fighting for, um, you know, going against the government and doing all these things. You see a lot of those people today that are still alive that were very popular as musical acts in the '60s, right on the side of the government. They're not. Yes. They're not. Fighting you said it a lot man. more
1: eloquently than I did, but that's what I was going for. It was like they led this movement, right? And they're the same motherfuckers that are pushing all this down our throat.
0: Yeah. And 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 what is that, do you think? Do you think that these that these people were always intentionally part of this group or do you think that they got infiltrated?
1: No, they definitely their families were in it from the get-go. Most of them grew up and went to school at elite military prep schools.
0: Okay, so then that's black magic right there—the same shit that I've been looking into recently. This is Brian. It would
1: blow your fucking mind to know how many of them have went to elite fucking military prep schools. John Denver's dad worked at the Walker Air Force Base, which was previously known as the Roswell Air Force Base, and oh, nice. he worked on the Roswell crash. Okay, John Denver, his dad. <laughs> Like, it's just so ridiculous.
0: I mean, the big one is Jim Morrison. A lot of people know that one, right? Yes. That's, that's the big one that I know. Um, I, I told you about the guy from the police, and we talked about that with, uh, with like, Graham and, and Ghost and all them. Um, There are, I know Kid Cuddy was in the military, to, to bring it to, like, modern times. Kid Cuddy was actually himself in the military. Jimi Hendrix, right? He yeah. was in the military. Um, I'm trying to think of like big music Elvis. musicians. Elvis of course, yeah, I forgot about that. See, some of these people their careers are so big that you actually forget about what they mm-hmm. did before. They were so famous and I think that that has a big part to do with um with the psychological operation behind it, man. Fuck. Yeah, that's wild. That completely derailed my my train of thought there just because it is such I'm a Sorry. No, you don't apologize for that cuz it it's just something to uh it's something to really like make you kind of think about that and I think that that's important to think about it but man
1: it's just like I said though to like go back to Diana it's like they always have one of these massive tragedies that signals in the new era or whatever and if yeah. you don't think that we're not living in the sex drugs rock and roll culture that alistair crowley dreamed of you'd be fucking high off your ass because we are like he dreamed of all of this for us (laughs) we're we're living it
0: yeah definitely and this is you know are you very familiar with tapestock and how they operate through all these people because alistair crowley was a british dude right he was so i mean have you looked much into them at all and how they're tied in with Um... the crown and all these people
1: I have looked into just Aleister Crowley, as in, like, he was, like, uh, intelligence
0: operative. Okay. And Um. that
1: um, he also had, like, some Bulliskin estate in uh, Scotland's Loch Ness area. And uh, it's some weird shit was going on with that stuff, too. And a lot of his estates, like, I think Britney Spears bought one and she was a big part of, like, the, uh, you know, in my era, she was the first one to show titties and shit, like, Madonna ripped her shirt open, and kissed her on the mouth, it's just, it's always, like, they're all tied into something, and um, there was this log cabin, and I don't want to, like, get too far off the subject, but there's a log cabin in Laurel Canyon that all of these musicians would live in with Frank Zappa, like, The Manson family lived there. Like they all lived there for a time and Lady Gaga owns it right now. (laughs) Okay. So you see what I mean?
0: Yeah. It's like these
1: people that we talk about all the time as being like the ones who are perpetrating this agenda, this plan. And it's like, why would Lady Gaga want this log cabin of sorts? Right. It's not even anything to look at.
0: Didn't Jared Leto own it at one time too, or was that a different piece of property in Laurel? I Canyon? think
1: that was a different piece of property, but it's also um, it, it's connected to this witch's cottage in yeah. in Laurel Canyon, and you go back to like Elton John, who wrote a song about Princess Diana after she died. Constantly said how he wrote all of his songs in which language, mm-hmm. and it's like all these little subtle, you know, they might say it, but you don't really comprehend what it means until you see like the bigger picture.
0: Okay, yeah. Do you put any any credence into the idea that Lady Gaga is Marina Abramovich's daughter?
1: I haven't looked into it personally, but nothing would surprise. I don't. I wouldn't consider it outside the realm of possibility.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't looked into it much myself either, but they look... Because she, she seems to be chosen um, despite the lack of talent and despite... I mean, she has the great voice, but um, she, uh, what was her friend's name that she stole the persona of? It's like Leah something or Lena something? I didn't something.
1: know about that. I, I did watch A Star is Born, and I felt like there was a lot of clues in there about how maybe they have, you know she started with good intentions maybe and they kind of co-opted her a little bit but that could all be bullshit too
0: yeah um she had this friend um I'm trying to find the name of her really quick but I thought it was Leah or something yeah Lena Morgana is her name and uh she fell off of a fucking building I guess um which you know that's always an accident when that happens and Lady Gaga, I guess, when she started, wasn't dressing up like in this freakish, like super magic-y occult type stuff. I mean, you've seen the stuff that she wears. And Lena Morgana would actually do that, but she wasn't as talented vocally as Lady Gaga was. So the, the theory here is that, you know, they pushed Lena Morgana off a roof and then Lady Gaga adopted her personality and her whole persona. And then now she is like this, this almost like this high witch figure of the Mm, musical industry. And before that, I mean, Katy Perry was, was, it seemed like she was destined to be like a Madonna type. And she started out singing gospel. And then her first ever hit after she says that she sold her soul was talking about kissing a girl, you know, doing Mm -hmm. lesbian shit. So, you know, it seems like it's
1: also, um, I talked about this with Sean McCann a little bit, but I'll just, you know, I think you'd find it interesting. It's like another signal is the short or bleach blonde hair. Eminem, Kanye, sure. Katy Perry, and um, uh, you know, Lady Gaga doesn't have a buzz cut, but it's bleach blonde. She played a vampire priestess who drank kids' blood in American Horror Story season three and also in rosemary's baby mia farrow had a buzz cut that was bleach blonde and that movie was all about like giving birth to the antichrist and she actually had this really pretty long hair in the movie and she came home one day and she told her husband look i got this new haircut from the vidal sassoon salon and she makes hmm. sure she says, I went to the Vidal Sassoon salon and I talked to Sean McCann about it. And I was like, the Sassoons are another one of those fucking elite families. So it's like, it, it always ties back into something.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. So what's the, what's the connection with the blonde hair? And, and I'm asking this selfishly because I, there's a big UFC fight coming in up in when is it? October. And this dude that has been consistently upsetting in his fights bleaches his hair blonde. And they asked him why. And he's a Brazilian dude. He comes from the favelas of Brazil. And they were like, why do you, why do you uh, dye your hair blonde? You seem like you've been really having good luck since you've been dyeing your hair. And he says, yeah, it's like this fun ritual that me and my friends do um, before every fight. And, um, you know, it's just kind of like this bonding experience that we go through, but he said ritual and there's a lot of rituals in this whole fight game. And like the UFC, um, Israel Adesanya in one of his videos, another massive, massive UFC fighter was talking about how every time before he goes out and fights, his, uh, trainer puts a protection spell on him when he goes out and fights. So, th- there's something to that, but this, this blonde hair thing is really interesting to me because there's a, so, a couple people that do that.
1: Sean and I are, you know, not experts on it, but he and I agree that it signals an alter that there's someone else in there. And that's
0: interesting. Okay.
1: So, when when Eminem was Eminem, then he cropped his hair off and bleached it, and then he was Slim Shady. Some of them name their altars. And so when you come out with this new look, like Katy Perry, all of a sudden she was a brunette her whole life and then boom, her altar came out. And so it signifies, hey, I have dissociative, dissociative identity disorder. I have an altar inside of me. Maybe that guy's altar is the one who fights.
0: Yeah, well his his nickname is Dubronx. So oh, okay, so would, he has an alter.
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: well, yeah, they call that like Charles Dubronx Oliveira. Like every fighter has a nickname. Right, right. That would be his alter ego in that sense. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Like so who's Slim
1: of... Shady? Like who's exactly. the real Slim Shady? You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's just a signal. It's
0: hmm. like a it's
1: like a dog whistle. Hey, I have this identity disorder
0: fuck that's really interesting actually and like looking into it like looking into the fight thing and and talking about conspiracies i mean we did an episode on conor mcgregor and he's mostly just a uh um, just kind of a scumbag I, I don't know if he's got much of a black magic aspect to him but this guy sure seems to i mean this guy couldn't walk as a kid and now he's the highest uh, highest level fighter in the most competitive weight class in the UFC, which is the highest level of the fight game. That's that's insane. There's definitely something. I'm going to look into that more. I'll get back to you on that. But
1: Okay, yeah. No, I'm I'm excited to see what you come up with. But it does seem to be a trend. And it doesn't always have to be obvious. Like, Madonna has always had bleach blonde hair. A lot of people use the bleach blonde hair. And we assume that it's like fashion, but is it really and who's controlling it?
0: Yeah, who came up with that? Cuz it's horrible for your head, isn't it?
1: Oh, it burns your scalp? It breaks your hair off? Like people clean their clothes with bleach to get fucking blood stains out, and you're putting it on your scalp and hair. Yeah. Like you should not be bleaching your hair blonde like that and cropping it off.
0: Huh. Fuck. That that gives me <laughs> something so interesting to look into i never thought about that even though i've heard i've been because i've been kind of interested in the ritual aspects of the ufc um because they have a big monster logo in the center the hebrew 666 is the monster logo like you know everyone's seen that video and stuff so there's a giant 666 in the middle of this octagon while these guys are fighting um yeah that's wild i don't want to get too, too off topic
1: well, but, yeah, but I was just gonna say, like, as to sum this up, if you look at any movie, "Girl Interrupted," um, "Legends of the Fall," what's the first thing the chick does when she loses her fucking skull? She chops her goddamn hair off.
0: Interesting. Isn't that what kind of happens in uh, in the Batman movie where um, Michelle Pfeiffer is Catwoman? She she doesn't cut her hair off, does she? But she does something.
1: She does something with her hair. I haven't watched that movie in so long though. But you see what I'm saying? It's like the first thing you see in a movie when some when a chick loses their ever loving mind is they take a pair of like fist scars and they just start fucking chopping their hair off.
0: Mm. Yeah, it signals
1: something. Yeah, An britney altered.
0: Spears did that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people do that for some reason. That's interesting, man, for sure. Um but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I wanted to talk about Tavistock a little bit. Um, if you're interested in hearing just like yeah, the yeah. weird weird connections between that and, you know, the the crown and just the way that, you know, they contrive culture. And I think that it does tie into the Royals big time. But um this whole organization started back in nineteen twenty and it was under this guy, John Rawling Reese. And he was the deputy director of this thing formerly since 1926. But it, like I said, it started six years before that. So it's kind of unclear who was really in charge back then. But um, I have this book from this Jim Keith guy that I've referenced over and over again. It's this book called uh, Mind Control, World Control. And it's like an encyclopedia on mind control. And in this book, he claims that Reese, this guy, John Rawlings Reese, was a direct founding member and basically in charge from day 1 and he moves further into it he says Kurt Lewin who is this german supposed refugee um was called the father of social psychology so you know mass psychology on groups of people and how these people operate now it's interesting that there's a german involved with this right back in this time in the 20s and in the 30s and when the Germans were doing some pretty shady shit, especially at high levels of society, right? Now, um, in their own literature um, through, through Tavistock, they are an organization of what they call dynamic psychiatry. And psychiatry is a mixture of society, sorcery, and psychiatry. So you have this social weird, weird dynamic going on where there's some sorcery involved some black magic and psychology psychiatry all this shit there's drugs involved in psychiatry right you're in the medical industry if i'm not mistaken right i used to be okay so am i right about that is psychiatry is psychiatrist, the person that can actually give drugs
1: yes they they can prescribe a psychologist is like a talk therapy person
0: yeah, so psychology would be like talking about the mind, and the first person that ever called himself a psychologist was a a, a Prussian citizen. His name is William Wundt. So this is like a, another German type situation. Uh, Prussia is, of course, you know, the the empire before the the modern day German Empire. But um, yeah, so so Tavistock was an offshoot of British intelligence which has massive Masonic roots. And this is like the, the, you know, grandfather of the central intelligence agency. And you just see the intelligence agencies and these medical institutions like Tavistock overlapping. And why would you have that so often um, with that? I mean, you have Princeton here in the United States, you have UCLA where Kanye West went when he supposedly got reprogrammed. Um, there, there's high level universities and medical institutions that team up and use some of this, you know, intelligence technology to shape high figures in pop culture in military. I, I don't know. It's, it's one of these things that's like a big mystery to a lot of people, but it, it's 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 freaky shit. And then it is. Uh, were you, do you have something to say sorry i didn't want to
1: no i it just interests me because everything you're saying goes right along with like six other things that i'm researching and it's like when you find another missing piece you're like god damn like of course right
0: well tavistock's a big one i mean that's something that i think a lot of people should should kind of familiarize themselves with um well you know i randy from the red thread podcast had me look into it a little more And I mean, I, like I said, I had this encyclopedia on mind control and it really just scratches the surface. I mean, it's a deep, deep thing. What's interesting to me too, that we kind of touched on a little bit was the, the center, like basically like the CIA headquarters, but for the British intelligence uh, group, I think it's called GCHQ. I think if I'm not mistaken, it is the same exact building shape as Apple's headquarters here in the United States. It's a big ring. It looks like a, a circular building. So, I mean, Apple built their headquarters based off of British secret intelligence headquarters exact formula. I mean, it looks the same. If you pull up on Google what the building looks like at the GCHQ, the first building that pops up is actually Apple headquarters because they like oh even,
1: my God.
0: even Google confuses it. So it's like, what the fuck are we talking about here? Like, it, <laughs> yeah, is that is that Apple just like kind of sneakily saying that they are intelligence? And and we know with the five eyes um, intelligence gathering, which is the five eyes nations are the United States, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, and the UK or England. And all of those four countries report back to the fifth eye of that whole thing, this nice little pentagram um which is that that the uk it's it's the english secret intelligence british intelligence so that's what the five eyes is if you ever hear five eyes referenced that's all mm-hmm. that, that is it's basically the west so um but anyway with this uh i i just just to wrap up this this whole thing with tavistock um this john rawlings reese here uh after world war ii he advocated for psychological shock troops to guide society in the desired direction the elite saw fit. So what shock troops are, are people like Obama, um, people like um, maybe the Beatles back in that day. Um, They just didn't really have a name for them until after World War II. People that can infiltrate all aspects of culture and shape people's minds in order to support a certain thing. Um, You know, the, the whole meme, like, I support the current thing. Shock troops come up with that kind of stuff and make people want to support the current thing so um it, it's it's freaky stuff it's it know- is
1: freaky and did you know the beatles um their corporation was Apple Corps?
0: no i didn't know that
1: apple core limited the beatles yeah (laughs) when you said that about apple i was like i thought you were gonna say that but you said like the apple building and i was like oh he knows about the apple thing but no yeah the the beatles company was called apple core limited
0: well i mean apple's an interesting thing because a lot of people think that it was the that that was the forbidden fruit um the freemasons seem to think that the forbidden fruit was the pomegranate but um, for some reason, a lot of like mainstream thinkers and normies, if you will, would think that it was an apple. Um, so I, I, don't think know.
1: The, I think that apple actually represents like deceiving someone's innocence and, and manipulating them and taking advantage of like the corruption of innocence. I think that apple actually would represent more of that than anything.
0: Well that's interesting you say that too because what happens when you cut an apple right down the center what do you see in the center there
1: mm.
0: Well the star the pentagram there's a star Right okay the, yeah the seeds form a star um same with a pear but i mean the apple is the one that that again people it's a stone fruit is what it's you know kind of referred to as the apples pears fucking ah, what else is there there's a few others but yeah um Maybe it has something to do with that, too, how there's a pentagram within each one of these fucking things. But, um, yeah, no, so bottom line, I mean, Ta- Tavistock is just a very, very diabolical institution. They're connected with the United Nations. Um, They get donations from the crown. They get, you know, a lot of money given to them from the House of Windsor. So I think that it's a direct offshoot from, you know, the Windsors for sure. I mean, there's a paper trail that would prove that. Mm-hmm.
1: So. so do you think um I know you had mentioned before about like Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. And like all that weird stuff with the royals. Do you think that story Diana told about seeing them transform into like lizard people? What do you think about? Is this BS or do you think that they're lizards and dragons and
0: I don't know. I mean Arizona Wilder is is pretty adamant that she believes her on this i mean um you know when when diana dies um i mean she she supposedly wanted to expose the royal family for what they were doing and i can actually read uh the accounts um that that arizona wilder talked about the queen mother the queen and prince charles i you know i've i've read it before but if if you wanted to hear it again i'm i'm happy to do that
1: i'm but, all ears
0: okay um well so before that um I guess when this, you know, they said Diana was buried in this little village. A lot of people say that that's not the case, right? A lot of people say that, you know, they never saw a body, um, all this kind of weird stuff. And there's actually a theory that it seems like Arizona Wilder believes. And I'm not, you know, trying to put words in her mouth or anything, but it seems like she believed that the royals actually took Diana, said she was getting buried in this little village and then ate her. And we have to remember that she was pregnant when she died too. So, um, I don't know, did they eat that baby? Um, who the fuck knows? But um yeah, there's definitely some weird occult kind of yeah. symbolism. Putting the stuff with the the passage to the moon aside, right? The Ponte Alma, the 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 bridge that she died in in the Merovingian city of Paris, yeah, I mean there there's a lot of of very interesting um just weird shit going on here. And then there's this lady, Christine Fitzgerald, who was a healer and friend of Diana for nine years before she passed away. And she's very, very knowledgeable about esoteric and occult shit. And Diana supposedly told her that the royals wanted to kill her in uh, back in 1989 is when she told this, this uh, Fitzgerald lady this stuff. So if I'm not mistaken, she died in, what, 94 is that when she died you remember 97 so she died in 97 right she
1: died in 97 okay
0: so um yeah i just had to look it up real quick and and it is interesting too like just the purple and, and the constant shit that they show here with her um but yeah no uh and and by the way the princess diana bear was purple too so that's a fun little thing but i just find it interesting that she's talking about constantly how um how she she thought that she was being targeted by these people and, well, and she
1: said like uh openly she'd say like they'll never let me be queen. Yeah. Like you can hear her say that. Like you don't have to take anyone's word for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, do you want me to read through these accounts of uh of the of Charles, the queen and the queen mother or do you want to go through the Vlad the Impaler stuff first?
1: Let's do Vlad the Impaler.
0: Okay. Cuz yeah, that's interesting too because it ties in with that um this ritual of the bride stuff too, where that's when she says that she was pumped full of drugs and uh, she saw all these people turn into lizards and start eating people and shit. I think that was probably a hallucination, but at the same time, you know, I, I put nothing past these people, but um, so yeah, Charles, um, his bloodline goes back to Vlad. Like we said, this is the original vampire um, Dracula, right? Bram Stoker based the story of Dracula off of that mm-hmm. whole situation. And I did find it really interesting, like back when I was really looking into this, this was about a year ago, um, a year and a couple months back. So May 12th, 2021, they turned Bram, uh, I'm sorry, Dracula's castle there in uh, Romania, they turned that into a vaccination site where Pfizer was vaccinating people in the original castle that the first ever vampire, you know, the whole vampire folklore is based off of this Vlad Dracula, off Dracula. They're using his castle to supposedly heal the sick. Um I don't know what that if that's not black magic, I don't know what the hell that is, but that's some dark dark shit, right? I mean Yeah,
1: they have a sick sense of humor.
0: Yes, they sure do. And then you you also see um there is a card in the Illuminati card game that refers to Dracula's bloodline. And this is directly tying to the Merovingian bloodline, Charles, his whole, you know, air of, of, um, of Vlad, the impaler. That's a wild thing. That card game itself is something that I would love to get my hands on. It's pretty expensive, but if you can find one, um, it is worth it. It's have you, have you checked out those cards?
1: I actually heard someone on another podcast talk about how you play it and it's so dark. (laughs) It's so dark.
0: Well, I mean, they're almost tarot cards in a way. I mean, you have, Mm -hmm. you have a lot of, of uh, it does seem like you're tapping into some really shitty energy doing that stuff, but um, you can even go to the uh, Romanian uh, tour store website and you can see that Charles is the great grandson, 16 times removed from Vlad the Impaler. So not directly to, to, you know, he's not like a direct, direct descendant, but he is absolutely um, connected to the bloodline through the consort of George the fifth and queen Mary. So that's, that's the way that he's um, related to them Uh, more so than you and me. I would venture to say, I don't know if you're maybe related to, to Dracula more than that, but I am not. Um, and then, like, just a little bit about, like, what the name means as far as Dracula goes. Um, Son of the Devil is is what Dracula translates to. But Dracul, um, which is, you know, Vlad Dracul, means dragon. And this goes back to that flag of Wales, right? Which is based off of Wallachia, which is where Vlad Dracul lived. Wales, Wallachia. Um, and if you look at the flag of Wales, you see a white sky with green grass, And there's a red dragon right on the flag of Wales. And again, this is what Charles is in charge of Charles, you know, not to quote the show, but Charles is in charge of Wales there. He's the Duke of Wales, Duke of the red dragon, uh, son of the devil. Maybe. I don't know. It's just, it's pretty fucking uh, coincidental for sure. But uh, yeah, just so much shit there with, uh, with the Well,
1: It's never an accident
0: i would say not i mean if you're talking about being related to the first vampire and this dude drinking blood and you know elizabeth Bathory comes in there and stuff too uh yeah why why choose a red dragon for your for your nation's flag i mean this is a a pretty demonic looking thing and you know elizabeth bath you know uh, Bathory, the house of the bath this is supposedly where queen elizabeth gets her name and this is uh kind of referenced in Hostel when the i think it's Hostel two maybe or three where the lady gets in the bath and slits that that naked girl's throat hanging over the bath and just like covers herself in this girl's blood this is supposedly the stuff that elizabeth Bathory would do
1: well and, i know you love uh you love horror movies yeah did you watch stay alive
0: Remind me what that is, maybe. It sounds familiar. It's
1: got Frankie Munez in it, I think. Yeah, it does. And uh, it's it's about, it's literally about Elizabeth Bathory, and um, they do black magic on a video game that brings her spirit back to life through the video game. And whoever plays it Gets killed by her essentially. So her spirit, you by you have to recite an incantation to get into the video game, and it's a it's a page from Elizabeth Elizabeth Bathory's journal, and you have to invoke her, play the video game, and however you die in the video game, you die in real life, and she'll come and get you and slit your throat open. Oh, nice. So I mean, it's always like some black magic type shit.
0: Fuck all that. Yeah, no, I'm I, I, I've I've messed with Ouija boards in the past and um I used to do it like alone and stuff. I used to be into some dark shit and I used to like be attracted to that. And now I'm like, yeah, fuck all that. I had a really rough couple of years like after I got obsessed with that stuff. And it's like, no, I'll I'll look into like more positive stuff now. I don't I don't fuck with any of that shit anymore. Do
1: you it's, ever have like anything happen to you from Ouija board
0: no, nothing. Uh like, you know, they always tell you not to do it alone. Um, and I think that the reason that they that they tell you not to do it alone is because y- you have to count on some asshole that that will move the thing themselves, you know, and trick everybody else. I've never had anything happen directly from that. But um I was It is
1: an invitation though, Ryan. You gotta be careful with that stuff. I'm glad you don't do any of that anymore. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I, I, uh, it's the last thing that I want to mess with now. But, um, I, I've never been afraid of, well, that's not true. I used to be, as a kid, I used to be afraid of like demons and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, now they, they don't scare me. I, I have no problem with, um, with like this dark shit. I, I focus on it constantly, like with the show. I have to talk about it a lot. But, um, I think that whatever's good out there has my back. So I don't think that, that any of this stuff's going to fuck with me and my intentions are pure now. They used to not be so pure. I used to be real obsessed with uh, just trying to get one over on anyone always. Right. Uh, I used to sell drugs and stuff. Like I used to do all that kind of shit and um, it's an empty life and you're just literally barely scraping by and, and you're never Hmm. truly happy I'm happy, even though sometimes shit'll be a little sketched out. Like I- I'm worried right now about my vehicle. My vehicle, I'm having problems with that. I'm not gonna fucking sit here and try and like pray to the devil or something to try and get my truck right. situation fixed. I'm gonna go through it and that's it. I I don't fucking care that much about earthly problems like that. So I don't know. It's a it's a mindset change. And then after I got in my car accident, um I I did realize, you know. These people helped me uh, a couple of days after that car accident, when I still had a broken arm and a dislocated shoulder and all kinds of fucked up stuff. These people came and helped me push my car, uh, my truck, after it ran out of gas because the gauge was fucked up. Um, I didn't crash that truck. It was a different truck. But these people were wearing uh, shirts that said Team Jesus. Literally, it said Team Jesus on it. Uh, all these people, they were going to like some church camp or some shit. And uh, I took that as this weird sign. It sounds corny, but I took it as a sign. Yeah, it,
1: it sounds like it was supposed to happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I i know I'm, I'm still skeptical. I'm still agnostic and, and all that stuff, but. I took it as a sign where like, yeah, I'll uh, I'll follow Jesus or I'll follow whatever's positive rather than following some some dark shit. And I've never never once thought like maybe I should get back into that stuff or anything. It's it's empty. It's it's fucked up.
1: It is empty. And and it's funny, too, because I feel like at some point everyone's been afraid of like the boogeyman or a demon or scary movies or they don't. Uh, they don't want to meddle with that kind of stuff because they they're scared of what could come from it. But I do feel like a lot of that could also be to scare you into thinking that they're bigger than you and badder than you and they'll kill you and they'll torment yeah. your soul and they'll. So when you talk about like the the royal family or we talk about dark shit all the time, Luciferian stuff, Aleister Crowley, they're not the boogeyman.
0: Yeah, they're weak. They're the weakest They're weak things as here. As that,
1: yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's what I think. That's another thing that they do is they try to make you think you're powerless to them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a big step. I think when, uh, when you're going on your own like journey and I, I refuse to call it a spiritual journey. It's fine if some people want to call it that, but yeah, no, it's, uh, just a journey to finding what, what you're meant to do or what you're meant to believe or whatever. You know, I think that there truly are, actually some people here on this earth that are meant to be evil and are meant to worship darkness. I think that there are some people that's just not me though. And there's, you know, I think a lot more people that, that are meant to, to be good and find, you know, what, whatever's on the other side of this, this realm as a, you know, they're, they're, I think that they're meant to be positive, right? I don't think that there's only 144,000 souls that are supposed to go to heaven. I think that it's, it's most people. Uh, that are supposed to get to the to the higher realm of this stuff but anyway uh yeah it's uh that's something that that's interesting and it's it's um it's probably an entirely different episode to be honest but you know we got to know all kinds of fun shit here um did you want me to read these uh queen mother and and queen let's, uh...
1: let's wrap it up with um turning the floor over to Arizona wilder and her accounts of uh the lizard people <laughs>
0: Yeah. So this is uh, what she says. Diana said about the queen mother um, and forgive me because I am just reading directly here off my little phone. So it's kind of good, but um, so the queen mother here, she said uh, she's a cold, cold, cold and nasty person. None of her cohorts even trust her. They have named an altar uh, supposedly a mind control program after her. So maybe this is Monarch or something like that. Um, They call it the black queen. Now, I have seen her sacrifice people myself. I remember her pushing a knife into someone's rectum uh, the night that two boys were sacrificed. One was 13 and the other was 18. You need to forget that the queen mother appears to be frail and old. Uh, When she shapeshifts into a reptilian, she becomes very tall and strong. Some of them are so strong, they can rip out a heart and uh, they all grow by several feet when they shapeshift. Exactly what the lady who saw Edward Heath said, among many others. Um, I'm not sure who Edward Heath is, but this is, again, just a direct quote. So thoughts on the Queen Mother?
1: I think that, um, didn't. which one did she say was all white?
0: I believe that is the Queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, albino like. A... So,
1: did you did you um, catch the part where she said like on multiple different occasions? Yes. Or like on one occasion they did this, or on like on another occasion they.
0: Yeah, I remember so on
1: like multiple uh, sightings.
0: Yeah, I remember her pushing a knife into someone's rectum. Um, mm-hmm. when yeah, so th- this is a, 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 I guess one time when a thirteen and eighteen year old boy uh, went missing. So. Yeah. I mean, just freaky right now, whether this is real or not. I mean, right. This is someone with some credibility, you know, friends with the people's princess saying this shit. So I I at least put some some credence into it. But this is on the queen here. Um, again, this is, these are Diana's words, according to Arizona Wilder. I've seen her sacrifice people and eat their flesh and drink their blood. One time she got so excited with bloodlust that she didn't cut the victim's throat from left to right in normal ritual fashion. She just went crazy, stabbing and ripping at the flesh after she'd shapeshifted into a reptilian. Uh, when she shapeshifts, she has a long reptile face, almost like a beak, and she's an off-white color. So yeah, this is the one that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, the Queen Mother looks basically the same, but there are differences. She also has, like, bumps on her head and her eyes that are very frightening. She's very aggressive. So, again, that's the queen. Uh, A little albino lizard. Almost reminds me of Pindar, who supposedly rules the world. Uh, Now, Prince Charles here. Uh, I've seen him shapeshift into a reptilian and do all the things the queen does. I've seen him sacrifice children. There are a lot of rivalry between uh, him and the queen. For who gets to eat what part of the body, and who gets to absorb the victim's last breath and steal their soul, I have also seen Andrew participate, and I've seen Prince Philip and Charles's sister Anne at the rituals, but they didn't participate when I was there. Uh, when Andrew shapeshifts, he looks more like one of the lizards. The royals are some of the worst. Okay, as far as enjoying the killing, enjoying the sacrifice and eating the flesh they're some of the worst of all of them they don't care who sees them at the rituals and they are uh, oh i'm sorry they are what they are they show it outright they don't care if you see it who you are or who you're going to tell who is going to believe you they feel uh that it's their birthright and they love it they love it she repeats that so Yeah, very interesting, right? I mean, just the the three... You notice that
1: there's a a lot of plurals in there, so I feel like it wasn't just the the bride ritual ceremony. I feel like maybe if this is true, she saw it multiple, multiple times. Because she almost talks about it like it was family Thanksgiving for the last 10 years. Like, oh, this one time (laughs) they just started ripping the guy's head off, and this other time it was... (laughs) one time they were
0: arguing over trump and uh hillary clinton it's like that's like (laughs) the normal conversation but now you know with this kind of shit it's uh sacrificial uh soul stealing and stuff like that yeah i don't know she believes it and and i think that it's it's interesting nonetheless so and that's what we're here to do is just talk about interesting shit right
1: no yeah for sure and thank you so much for coming on ryan because i love talking about the royals
0: yeah yeah they're they're some weird freaks for sure (laughs) And I, I enjoy talking with you always. So, yeah, anytime I'm I'm down to come on.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. And let everybody know where they can listen to Dangerous World Podcast real quick.
0: Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, Just Dangerous World Podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, Appreciate the support on Patreon. It's just patreon.com slash Dangerous World Podcast. Got a website if you're interested in merch, all kinds of goofy uh, shirts and shit like that. I appreciate you wearing yours there. It looks nice. Yes. On you. <laughs> um it's uh dangerousworldstore.com. The shirts are still pretty cheap over there despite I mean you can either get three gallons of gas or you can buy a t-shirt. Let's just put it that way, all right?
1: <laughs> no, that's awesome. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you on the next one.